nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode! Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, a podcast where reviews, movies, and talks about nerd shit. This is episode 580, and it is your review of El Topo. As always, it is the nerdy Chicano here to host the show, alongside my wonderful co-host, Brad, Young Yoda, and the German up, 101, whatever up, you up. call him. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? I wish I was drinking a El Topo Chico. You were waiting for that one, weren't you, motherfucker? <laughs> what you waiting? You were waiting for that one. <laughs> Serious, that that you held that one in there, right? You were like biting your it, tongue, waiting it, for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God damn it! And I can't even. My my double chico will usually be right here in the in the ground, but it's actually in the in the fridge right now. In the but, fridge. Yeah. You were will, waiting I, for that. I knew it. Man, t- like, people don't know double chico is like that is straight like water. The water itself is great. The beverage itself is great. And the alcoholic ones are great. I like the one with lime. The li- lime is good. One with while, lime I is was good. In a, while I was in the hospital for the, the kidney stone, my brother bought me one of those. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I really those, like this those one. Are lit. Those are lit. Yeah. The, the alcoholic ones are good, too. Yeah, people, well, people drink want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's Brad, we just got done with our Santa Sangre review, so we're doing this one yeah, next. Now we're moving. We're moving on to the weird. Yeah, the weirder. So yeah, I I, I don't know. Uh, so I've never seen the Holy Mountain, but I heard that the Holy Mountain is pretty like out there as well. So I is that on this level? <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's, know. I don't know how anything. This is this is probably top top three weirdest movies we've had to review on this damn show. Yeah, easily. This is probably top top two, and not two. <laughs> <laughs> We've had to watch a lot of stuff, guys. Um, but at least Brad, next week I'll I'll, I'll cleanse your palate because uh, you know of course we're gonna do another Hodorowski, right? But we're yeah. gonna do an Edward Yang film at on the on the I, Thursday. I do, I do so, love Edward Yang film. Yes, yeah, so I'll cleanse that little palate yeah. of yours. People don't know Edward Yang. Edward Yang makes makes great movies that i enjoy and not yeah. weird psychedelic trips of a hellscape i, I feel like it was a I disservice be in. i feel like we were a service that we didn't watch this so we watched this over you want to watch this over i said it would think it was a disservice that we watched it sober oh oh this yes yeah yeah, yeah. like you like yeah i didn't i don't think i had a drink or anything i think i, think I just started this and was like I don't know what's going on. I'm scared. I'm scared. Brenda, hold me. Hold me, Brenda. Luckily, Brenda did not show up in any point for this movie. Yeah. Because I would not have been able to explain anything. Yeah. Just like anybody listening to this review, before the, the warning goes up out there, whatever we, you can listen to this and not understand a damn thing about this movie. Yeah. Um, I did do my research though, and um, I do have to say something before. And it gets if anybody wants to bring it up in the future, um, 
I I found out about what actually went down on this set, and I just want you all to know that we do not in any way condone what Hodorowski did to that woman. Um, Hunter Hodorowski actually did assault somebody on this set. Oh Jesus Christ! When in a certain scene that we'll talk about, but was it the, was it the ripping the clothes? Yeah. Okay. So he actually assaulted her, and um, I did not know this. Uh, I had never read into the situation. I had heard that there's something went down on the set, but I never knew there was something of that magnitude. Um, but like I always, film. huh? It was in the film for Christ's sake. I had never watched this movie, Brad. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, yeah. like he kept yeah. it in the fucking film. Yeah. Which you know, and and then having to read what what he justified it with, I was disgusted. But like, as I continue to say, um, as we continue to look at various films from different periods and different different people, uh, we are solely reviewing based on the merit of art and what is what the movie is doing. We do not come on here to you know view the uh, the the man. Which you know, yeah, if I mean, if I, we I if, can tell you that the man's review, piece of shit. If we yeah. had to review every director we've ever watched a movie from, a lot of them are horrible people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I've always said, you know, what's it called? And I'll, and I'll be the first over here. I'll say the man is a piece of shit. Alejandro Jodorowsky, the man is a piece of shit, and he it was really wrong that he did that. But uh, we are still going to continue to talk about this film uh, because there's some interesting stuff that happens in here, and there's some interesting you know themes that are thrown around. But um. I just wanted to bring that up because um, I had done my research and I was like, "Oh shit, that's 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 disgusting." It's really Dude, I never I never heard this, and you know, yeah. And I, I always thought the worst thing you ever heard of was Quentin Tarantino putting Uma Thurman in a car she didn't know how to drive. But now, yeah, uh, it was the same thing with like Roberto Lucci's Last Tango in Paris, where him and uh, Marlon Brando, what's it called, um, actually, what's it called, uh, planned the night before to. What's it called? Actually, penetrate the woman with a stick of butter, and uh, she didn't know about it. But yeah, and, but that situation is also like all over the place because apparently, like Marlon Brando, what's it called, didn't actually know that he was gonna do that. Only until he, there was like all these different things that were said. But either way, what I'm trying to say is that it was wrong what Alejandro Jodorowsky did, and we are gonna be talking about this film solely on the basis of what the film is and what's um, on the screen. What's on the screen and. But, you know, just rest assured that me and Brad believe wholeheartedly that that was wrong and it was a terrible act and that it is a damn shame that he still was able to make movies after that because that is disgusting. Yeah. Which also kind of, what's it called, makes sense as to why he doesn't make movies anymore. Because after the Me Too movement is when all this got brought up. So Is he still alive? Yes, he's still alive. Okay. Yeah. Very much alive. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I'm 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 just I'm just. He's not that off. old, Brad. I'm just killing off people like Roald. Yeah, I I promise, Brad. The poor Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> that man made a whole new movie this year, and I've killed, and I've killed him off longer than. than Must have been like seven times you've killed that man off. Yep. Man, this guy's an old fart, bro. Holy shit! February seventeenth, nineteen twenty nine. Well, this is... film. Well, this film was from nineteen seventy. Yeah. You kind of figure. Yeah. Well, uh, let's stop delaying the inevitable. Let's go ahead and talk about this film. So if you have not watched El Topo, you should probably get out of here if you care about spoilers. But if you don't care about spoilers or you've already seen the film, go ahead and stay. Either way, how it goes is your one and only spoiler warning. And it is in, a, it is in effect in a five, four, three, two, 
one. <laughs> Bradley, can you read for us? All right, coming from our, uh, our our one and only source, Wikipedia. Otopo, aka the Mall, is a 1970 Mexican acid western art film written and scored, directed by and starring Alejandro. How do you say his last name? Hodorowski. Hodorowski. Characterized by its bizarre characters and occurrences, use of maimed and dwarf performers, and heavy doses of Judeo-Christian symbolism and Eastern philosophy, the film is about El Topo, a violent, black-clad gunfighter played by Hodorowski himself and his quest for enlightenment. All right. Um, I'm deep. It's a pretty short one, right? Uh, oh, give me a cinematographer and all that stuff, right? Uh, cinematographer... Um, Rafael Corchidi, edited by Federico Landeros, music by the director himself. Kind of weird, but okay. Um, running time of 124 minutes and budget of four hundred thousand dollars. My God, yeah, that's well. Drugs are expensive, even in the 70s. (laughs) Don't have to pay much. Don't have to pay for a permit when you're in the desert, bro. I mean, they... mm-hmm. I'll pay for a permit, bro. No, no, bro. He's like, uh, I don't know about that, bro. Because in my I mean, desert, you gotta pay bro, for. Permit. You gotta, you gotta pay for that shit. If you, if you were in my desert, um, I don't know how they, it works. They did say they did save on the clothing budget and quite a few scenes on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Brad, um, Brad. So Brad had originally brought this film to my attention. During our Western month, uh, he, we were already had chosen our films, and then he looked. He's like, "Topo." I wonder what that is. And I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, "Huh." Oh. I've always heard the name Alejandro Jodorowsky, but I never like actually sat down to watch his films. I have a couple friends who are who are told me like, "Dude, I can't believe you never watched Jodorowsky." Like, you like, like you like Pasolini, and you've watched Salo, and you haven't watched the uh, Jodorowsky. And I was like, "Okay, well." I mean, I mean, but like, but it's it's a Western. And I was like, "Okay, I wonder what it's about." I mean, no, some some kind of western. Yeah, we watched the trailer <laughs> in the streamyard together, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it looks interesting." Brad chose it for this one, and um, I'm gonna go ahead and let Brad go first this time around since this is his pick. Brad, what, what are your initial thoughts on uh, El Topo? What am I supposed to say about this film? That that is the one thing I I don't know how to feel about this film. I don't know, like like Roel said in the previous review that we just did for Santa Sangre. It's more of the experience than the overall, I guess, story. Um, the overall experience I have of this is utter confusion and just, in some scenes, disgust. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, it, it, it starts off weird and it, 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 it stays weird and it ends weird. And um, I, I think Raul is right it's an injustice to watch this sober <laughs> that's where i'm at with i i don't know like i could tell you what happened in the movie and you still wouldn't know what happened in the movie brad i, <laughs> I think these are movies that i think we somebody should have just chosen for cinema condition because i have no idea like this is a, these are this is a movie that i think i had to re i have to rewatch. And I have to like do my research and like read a couple of essays or something. Here's the thing, though, is it's like a big pot of soup. And, you know, you have certain ingredients in a movie that make it a good soup. 
but you also have certain ingredients you start throwing in there. You got too much shit in the soup. There's too much shit in the soup in this movie. Yeah, there is. There's like Judeo-Christian symbolism, like they say. It's it's through the roof. I, at first, I was like, okay, maybe he's having some discussion on religion in this, and it's like, well, then he throws in, you know, you know, deformed and just random stuff, deformed people and random stuff. Yeah. throughout it and it's just like i don't know where he's going with this and then it's a journey for a gunslinger to be a better gunslinger but he's kind of like moses because he shoots a rock that looks like a penis and it like sets out water i don't know <laughs> I, I i have i have a hard time understanding this movie is not my cup of tea i i don't even think it's raul's cup of tea <laughs> I, I'll say, like, I, I watched, so I sat down to watch this film, um, and I was so confused. But I couldn't stop looking at the screen. I mean, you, it's kind of like a car crash. Yeah, it's like, You're it's so hard to look just away. watching it. And, and I think that's the part that interested me the most. And I'll say this right now, I don't like this as much as I like Santa Sangre. My score no. is lower than Santa Sangre. But I can't help but still look at the screen and indulge in like this odd feeling of confusion meets kind of uncomfortability. And to me, I think that movies that can actually elicit some of these reactions from you are doing something right because it means that you're feeling something from it. I mean, it's kind of on par with Sallow. I think Sallow is a much better movie. (laughs) Oh, 1000%. 1000% is a much better movie. Sallow is in, that's an utterly disgusting movie. Like, yeah. It is a very disgusting movie, but it does it way better than this movie does. Sometimes I think this movie is just weird just to be fucking weird. I, I don't, so, yeah. I don't see, I don't think he has a vision in some of these things. I think he just throws shit at the wall and sees what sticks. And like, I don't know. I, I guess this is his, like, because what's, what's it called? It's 1970. This is six years after A Fistful of Dollars comes out. And I and 100% this gunslinger is supposed to be like some sort of like callback to the man with no name. Well, and, like, and if you're a Stephen King fan, there's Dark Tower. The, the Dark Tower series and it starts out just like this. Yeah. I, I mean, in the desert, all clad in black, it starts just like this. And it's just like, okay, what, what fucking came first? I think this movie came first. So yeah. But like, and the fact that like his journey is like, like, so he's this, he, he, we first see him with his son. His son is, by the way, his son is actually played by Dodorowsky's son. Which, and he's which, completely thank God. naked. Yeah, yeah completely thank, naked the whole time. Like, like, that was the whole thing for 45 minutes where this, with, it's hilarious how just this whole thing is because <laughs> the kid is unclothed for 45 minutes throughout this film. Yeah. Yeah. And then, the kid is just dumped off to the friars as he picks up his new, <laughs> his new woman. Yeah. His new woman. So I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah. It is like, I, I, I think I just have to watch this again and I have to actually pay like really closer attention yeah. to what's going on. Um, I, I, I don't want to equate this to stalker cause it's not stalker. I think stalker is eating um, Stop! No, in no, every I, single how, form. I I'm wondering why you even elicit that name in this review because why I would invoke the name of Tarkovsky, right? Well, I would have to invoke the name of Tarkovsky. 
because it's this kind of the same feeling I got when I finished watching Stargirl. I was like, I'm confused. I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't know what no, I'm thinking. No, no, but Stalker was somewhat confusing, but you but it had is an cohesive. idea of where he was going with it, yeah. of what it was. Yeah, and this film is not cohesive. This movie is no. not cohesive. And I, I think that it's meant to not be cohesive because he doesn't really care about like structure to the plot. But there's a plot. Yeah, there is. Apparently, there is. Because I mean, maybe interweaving in there of, I, I mean, I guess Wikipedia said it best: the quest for enlightenment. Which you know, you get towards the end, and he's he, he is. I mean, he died, and then he came back, and his son takes over, and then he just what's it called? Takes uh the woman and and, and another and his son, and just rides off. And yeah, I think it just creates. Just the same, what's it called? Um, the same pattern because it's just Violet, the same. Violence begets violence. Yeah, violence begets violence. Yeah, but like I said, uh, it's a movie that's confusing as hell. Um, I have to actually sit down and like really think about what I'm watching. Maybe read a couple of things as to uh, to understand a little more what's going on. Maybe hit up YouTube.com and, li- and watch a couple of video essays. But I wasn't. I I did not stop looking at my screen. Um, I, I mean, it's it. Like I said, it's a car crash. Like when you're watching weird yeah. shit, you're watching weird shit for a while. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and like I said, um, films like Salo, um, what else? Like Eraserhead. All these films that we've watched that have like been in the realm of like surrealism, and like uh, and, like these odd films have all done this better and in a more cohesive yeah. way. But yeah, I mean, see, it, you 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 just evoked Eraserhead. And I love Eraserhead. And Eraserhead yeah. is weird. Like, don't get me wrong. That movie's weird. This movie is just, <laughs> just, honestly, sometimes I want to say I think it's just bullshit. Like, sometimes I think his vision isn't there. He's just like, I got 400 grand. What yeah. fuck can I do? <laughs> so, I look, and we'll see how it, his other movies it, play. It, because... It'd be like if you get, if you gave me $4 million and told me to go make a movie with no script. This yeah. is what I would well, end up it's with. It's the way that I feel about Ari Oster's new film, Ball is Afraid. Everybody seems to be like, well, it's like, it's really over the top. And it's like so self-indulgent. I'm like, motherfucker, you give me the budget you gave Ari Oster. And tell me to do whatever I want to do. I have no I'm creative. Doing. I have all creative freedom. And I'm not going to have the studio telling me what to do. I'm going to make something like that. Yeah, yeah, but but I I feel like you would write a script. No, yeah, one hundred percent. That wasn't just yeah. like bullet points and like two pages of bullet points and just go from there. Because honestly, like this dude goes and like he meets the mole people, which I guess the mole yeah makes sense. And he's like, I'm going to bring them out into the sunlight into probably the worst town ever elicited in a film, yeah. like. They even say it as like, do you really want to be integrated into this? Like, like I think you're better underground. <laughs> and I was like, not wrong. <laughs> because that town was fucked up beyond belief. And I don't know, because they were buying and selling people. The 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 husbands were hiding the, the whores from the wives. The wives were not hiding <laughs> the... um. I guess the slaves from the husbands, I d- it gets into weird territory. And one of those things, like you said, it is 
it um it's uncomfortable as shit. Yeah, that's what this movie is. Oh, so I okay, Brad. I need to read you some because this is just even making a lot of more stuff. I'm gonna read you a uh a, a, some trivia here, Brad. So about the specific scene that I was talking to you about. So I'm not gonna read the whole quote. You can read the whole quote. Let's go on your own, y'all. But um, um, so apparently, um, uh, in 2019, Hodorowski addressed his earlier comments, clarifying that it was part of a publicity stunt, and he didn't actually film a real rape scene. They were words, not facts. Surrealist publicity in order to enter the world of cinema from a position of obscurity. I acknowledge that this statement is problematic in that it presents fictional violence against a woman as a tool for exposure. And now, 50 years later, I regret that it's being re- read as truth. So he well, did it. I, okay. So so he, he talked he talked it back in yeah. the day to try to sell more tickets, which yeah. is not good in any it's way. It's also really fucked up. We're really yeah. fucked up in any form. Yeah. But, I, I mean, at least at least we didn't witness an actual, you know, abuse on the screen. Yeah. Brad, this was Mexico's official selection as best foreign language film category at the 44th Academy Awards. The did, Academy did had Mexico to watch this. Watch it? Did Mexico watch it? I have not. Well, so for so long, this was an underground film, Brad. It wasn't officially released in Mexico. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, but look, the Academy... Stuff here. I, I, I would like to know what those old white fuckers thought of this movie. That's the part that makes... Shit, I might just... <laughs> bump it up 0.25 stars right here just for that because the balls on that man to send this movie and those old white fuckers oh my god um so years later alejandro horoski ashamed of the part he forced his own son to play invited him to his house he went with his son to the backyard and asked him to dig inside the hole there was an old teddy bear and an old picture of his mother and alexandro and, Ale- and alexandro said now you are eight years old and you have the right to be a kid. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I mean, I gotta admit, like, the kid did some fucked up shit in this film. Yeah. Like, like he was naked for 45 fu- minutes in the scene. Shoots a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he shoots a dude. He rides a horse naked, which had to be uncomfortable as hell. Like, yeah. That just does not sound fun. And, and yeah, just I I mean like like I I can kind of see where he's coming from. Like yeah, we're not we're not gonna do that again. <laughs> that was it's just it's insane. Yeah. Um. So he also says here, Brad. I just want you to read. I want to read you this because I know it's gonna probably confuse you even more. Alejandro Horowski said that the film was not intended to be a comedy, a tragedy, a political film, or a religious film. It was everything. <laughs> but if, if if a film is everything, that means it's basically nothing. Yeah. So like I don't know, but other if, noteworthy. If a figures, film is ever if a film is everything, that just means it's shit on a wall. It, yeah. It's a it's a shotgun blast. It's like whatever hits. Other noteworthy figures said to be fans of the film, besides John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Include directors David Lynch and Samuel and Samuel Fuller, actors know. Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper, and performers Bob Dylan. In, this doesn't surprise me in any form. All those guys were high throughout the 70s, 80s, 90s, and some even to today. <laughs> Bob Dylan, Marilyn Manson, and Peter yeah. Gabriel. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. 
It has been claimed that this movie was at the, was the beginning of Gabriel's inspiration for the classics Gen- Genesis concept album, The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. I mean, but the the fact he says that this is there's he was not making anything with Christian like themes. Bullshit. 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 You yeah. literally have a lamb nailed to a building in the cross form. And then not only that, you have Moses in the desert, um, like like bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, I like I said, um, reading some of that stuff is uh, uh yeah. Well, and, and like I said, look, um, I have um, I have, you know, I have I I read, and I and I've I've heard of surrealism to like this point, and I've seen surrealist films. I've never seen anything like El Topo, um. It confused me most of its time. It still made me watch it, though. Um, I, I can't say that the music is better in this film than it is in Santa Sangre. I think that I, it was... I, mean, I, I enjoyed Santa Sangre. Yeah. At least two-thirds yeah. of the film I enjoyed. Yeah. I don't... This movie just went on and on yeah. and on. And I, I, I'm sitting there like, is it the end? And I would check, and it's like, nope. <laughs> though the scene inside the church was pretty crazy. With the gun? Oh yeah, oh yeah. With, with, with the child, yeah, that was. Yeah, um, and well, that was and, just... uh, the, the, another thing that the cult aspect and like I like certain aspects in this film. I like some stuff yeah. like where he takes the cold aspect down and it's got the cross on the back and it's like, you know, like some stuff works, but not a lot of it. And a lot yeah. of it, 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 it's not cohesive. It's not coherent. Yeah. It's, it's nothing. And that's yeah. how I feel about this film. It's like there's it, there's too much shit going on, and I honestly think he went in this with not really a story in mind. It just was filming shit because hey, you gave me four hundred grand, I'll film shit. Yeah, <laughs> I. You know what I I want to do, Brad? That we haven't done in a while. I want to go to Letterbox. I really want to oh. do. I'm, Ooh. I want to do this. I, five, we'll give the, our the final five, the fives yeah. and the ones. Yeah, I want to give. We'll give our final verdict. I'm just gonna read one five and one one, okay? But um, I mean one half and one five. Uh, but yeah, I just I I have to see this because like maybe there's just something I'm not getting. And like I said, I think with movies like this, it is a disservice that we don't that that we just base it off one watch and yeah, like I, hours I mean, later. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I have said before on certain films, like I need to like rewatch this. This might be one of them. Yeah. Like I don't want to. (laughs) This will be a while. It'll be a while, but I like, I don't disagree that I need, this needs a rewatch. Yeah. To maybe catch something I'm missing. But when the man says like, it's everything, it just, it's like, that's you're you're full of shit. You're full of shit, and full you don't shit. know what the fuck you made. Yep. All right, let me see this. I'm going to grab one half. There's no half? Oh, not from friends. I'm everyone. Half. Um. Oh, my God. I want one in Spanish, in English, not Spanish. Okay. Um. Quarter understood religious and spiritual notions distilled into a paper-thin plot, acted not out flatly, and then shot even worse under the clumsy direction of a hack with a G with a god complex that would make Jim Jones uncomfortable. 
and I mean, also I... by his own admissions, he pretend well he pretended to sexually assault an actress on camera. So even without watching this garbage, no one can know his ethical and spiritual bankruptcy. I mean, would I call him a hack? I mean, no. not after Santa Sangre. Like I don't, like, the I man don't can like make a movie. Like, I don't he can like make a movie, but I don't. Do, do I like him as a person? Probably not. I'm really sad that so many people like this film. <laughs> is one review. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I I don't like the word hack, um, especially when people who like actually make like actually love movies and love to make them and put a lot of their life and their money and their time to make a movie. Like people who use the word hack uh, don't actually understand how like grueling and taxing it is to make a movie. Yeah, I, I I promise you, nobody wants to go on that set and and work those hours if they don't actually love what they're doing. Yeah. So I I never use the word hack, and I I what's it called? Um, I know that Zach I mean, Stentz even talked about that. He's like I mean, he do, hates do, when it's used. And yeah, I I don't think like I would not say this is like my overall favorite film, and this is probably not one of my favorite directors. But do I think he's a hack? No. No. I think. I think maybe some of his films, at least this film, he did not go in with any kind of plan that I can see um, other than take acid and see what pops up on the screen. But do I think he can make a movie? Yeah, because two thirds of a movie I did enjoy in a previous movie. Yeah. Well, here's the five star, Brad. Uh, Yet again, I watch a Hodorowsky and feel absolutely stumped for words while simultaneously overcome with thoughts, a complete deconstruction of spaghetti Western ideologies and filmmaking methods of godlike egos shitting, uh, not sh- shitting, shifting, shifting. To hu- shifting to humility and occult nightmares where rabbits just normally die after some guy tripping on peyote shows up. But, get a miss. Missed- see, <laughs> see, but this, this is again, like that scene in particular, the Christian just just the theme the christian's theme throughout this even though he says it's not there like i was just getting the whole and i am death and then just everything died around him that's that's what i was getting yeah yet amidst all of its coked up chaos el topo manages to carry its own extremely human sense warmth human sense of warmth to its subject matter violence is excessive and hilariously over the top but treat it as last resorts or, or acts of ritualized importance. In routines of gunslingers as moments of extreme importance contrasted with the corrupted religious systems hailing its dangle risk as a cleansing ritual, each discussion set, uh, strings into three other threads across the film, growing to such beautiful depths that only a film like Khodorovsky's could. On top of all of, uh, all of it, Oh, just also being a genuinely wonderful watch. Humanity was legitimately blessed by Hodorowsky's existence. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far, but I think that was a really well-written review. Y'all should well-written go. Review. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to like that review. Uh, that was a good, that was a well-written that was a good review. review but, that, was, yeah. that was nice. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I, I think now that I have finally like gotten the experience out of the way, I think next time I watch this, I can I can like put myself in 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 the in the in the space to really like sat, sit down to understand what is being said. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll just say this, Brad. Um, before David Lynch did Dune, this was the man who was going to do Dune, and there's a documentary 
detailing everything that he was going to do. Holy God. That yeah. might be a watch, actually. That yeah. might be a watch. Yeah, I, I've, I, I've wanted to sit down to watch that documentary for a while, but he, like, discusses everything he was going to do. Like, I believe he was going to have Mick Jagger play uh, Fade, Ralta, which, who, which is hilarious because Sting ends up in playing Fade, the original Dune. Yeah, yeah. so some rock star ended up in fucking Dune. Yeah, so. uh, but in that movie, he, like, he completely just shit-cocks um, um, Lynch's Dune. And he's just like it. It has no. <laughs> Here, <laughs> but here's he... the thing with Lynch's Doom. Lynch's Doom was just, it was plagued just by total shit on all ends. But honestly, yeah. but let, let's let's be real. Dune, the book, is huge. It's a huge book. Yeah. Like, and the technology was not there to do what needed to be done in Dune. Let's be real, because they did the whole space field, and it was like, it looked like a big jello block around them. Um, so when you, so I, I would like to say we're uh, we're experiencing right now the, with the, the the new Dune, what it should be, because the technology is there and everything is in place for that Dune to exist. So I yeah. I, I can't I can't really fault Lynch because. That was an enormous undertaking in itself. And then to not have the technology to do what was said to be done in Dune. Because, I, I mean, yeah, you, you look at Star Wars and all that, but honestly, Star Wars, the, the most thing they did is they made models and had some laser graphics going on. Yeah. Um. So, this is the last thing I'll read about this, but yeah, he had, like, he was going to have Salvador Dali, Orson Welles, Mick Jagger in the cast. Um, and he he had selected uh, Pink Floyd and Magma to do the music for the film. That's, that's some trippy shit going on. <laughs> I would have loved a Orson Welles, like, just not him starring, but just his voice. Yeah. I want Orson Welles. Dude, voice. imagine! Oh my God, imagine if Orson Welles would have played the Emperor. Ooh, yeah, that would have been dope. Yeah, but we're getting off topic or- here. Here, <laughs> I just want Orson Welles to narrate everything. Yeah. After after watching the animated Transformers movie, that's all I want is Orson Welles to narrate like everything of my life. Yeah. I okay. I I actually I think I'm gonna find a way to us for us to fit this into the schedule, but I really do want to watch this this documentary because. Yeah, this is really interesting. That's but um, interesting. Yeah, Brad, what's your final verdict on El Topo? <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> That's my verdict. Fuck. Um, five and a half. All right, I'm coming no, in I under. Mean, I mean, I mean, like you gotta, you gotta be real. Like, is it fucking weird? Yes, but. Did my eyes ever really divert from the screen? No. No. <laughs> Do that... I want to watch it again? No. But it's not like because like I thought it was the most rancid, horrible thing ever to exist. It's more of I just don't get it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't get it, Grandpa. I don't get it. That's too damn bad. But um, yeah, I'm coming in over Brad. Um. Yeah, and um, I'm that, gonna that go ahead. Yeah, 
I'm gonna give it a seven point two five here. Um, you give Santos angry? I gave it a seven and a half. So you you point two five under Santa. Yeah, it was gonna be a seven, but after I read that about what's it called um okay. about him sending it for I mean, for the academy, yeah. you got making all those five for that. <laughs> And giving all them old fucks what's it called? Yeah, that was that just be I would have liked to have been in that room when they were watching that trying to figure out like yeah. I don't fuck. It's just know. like when I heard that the Terrifier 2 was sent uh to the Academy for consideration. You know that somebody sat down to watch Terrifier 2. And they were like, What the fuck? <laughs> oh man, but that concludes our review of El Topo. And we want to thank you all so much for joining us. Uh look, Brad. We'll say what we say about this movie, but we went 36 minutes. That was longer than the last review we did on a movie that we liked more. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just it's it just this movie is utterly confusing in every way. That's yeah. and you can always talk about movies that just blindside you with fuckery and bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we know what sells. But, of course, we want to thank you all so much. Make sure you keep up to date with us on TheNerdCore.com, Twitter at TheNerdCore, underscore Instagram at TheNerdCore, Patreon.com slash TheNerdCore. For $1, you get this episode live and early before anybody else gets to watch it. Of course, it is a pleasure to serve the wonderful people of the Internet. And you can talk to us on Discord by checking out our Discord link in our video and audio descriptions. If you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and you leave a like on the video. Plus, you click that notification bell so you don't miss a single piece of action on the channel. Content is coming and you want to be first to watch it. If you're on the audio side of things, make sure you leave a five-star review. It really helps us out and helps the channel grow. And, of course, we want to uh, thank our Patreon supporters and the ones who make this possible. And of course, we want to also thank our producer, Shane. Where can you find him, Brad? You can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at thriftedil or go buy something from the Suppy God at prisoncityvintage.com. Damn straight. And of course, you can find him at Prison City Vintage in Cresco, Illinois. For now, I don't know where his new store is going to be located. But, you know, go support the boy. Without further ado, We'll see you on next uh, next week for our review of The Holy Mountain as we continue on with this review, with these reviews of Alejandro Horowski. But, Brad, let's go ahead and send him out. All right, Raul. Thank you being the host, as always. Thank you to all those who eventually join us in chat. Thank you to all the listeners out there, all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And um, to end this episode, um, I'm not going to do anything that was done in this movie. Young Yoda out. Not That's too damn bad. Not even peyote. That's too damn bad.